Welcome to the Dirt on Turf podcast. I'm your host, Chris Toppings. Today we have an amazing guest, but first, let's hear it from our sponsor. Netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom nettings for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, scoreboards, overhead netting, barrier netting, sideline netting, golf course netting, and much more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting Professionals continues to provide quality products and services to many recreational, high school, college, and professional fields, facilities, courses, and stadiums throughout the country. Netting Professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. Welcome to the Dirt on Turf podcast. I'm your host, Chris Toppings. Today we have Joey Elmar from the Salem Red Sox. How are you, Joey? I'm doing good. Uh, happy to be talking with you and uh, enjoying a, a slight day off in between homestands. Uh, yeah, I know. We were just talking before we started recording. Sounds like you've had a hectic couple of weeks, but maybe, you know, it, uh, you know, it's like that in baseball sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I absolutely love what I do. And, uh, you know, the six on six off are nice. The, uh, like I said right before the show, it's the, the two weeks that get you a little bit, but, uh, you know, when you wake up every single day and you got a baseball field as your office, it's hard to complain with what you're doing for a career. That's right. Um, well, give the listeners an introduction of yourself. Uh, so, uh, I'm a native of Plainfield, Illinois. For those of you who don't know where that is, it's about 30, 45 minutes South of Chicago. Um, living in Salem, Virginia. Uh, other than that, there's there's honestly not too much about me uh, aside from being a groundskeeper. I love what I do. I take a lot of pride in what I do. Uh, I do. I am in a uh, in a relationship right now, and you know, working in professional baseball makes that a little difficult. But uh, fortunately, she uh, she likes to come in and hang out with me and watch games, and uh, she likes to bring our puppy along with us. So you know. Aside from being a groundskeeper and uh, having the love of my life living with me, not much to me aside. Oh, well, I like to play some golf every now and then. But yeah, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Uh, don't take things too seriously. Yeah. Well, give us a little background on your turf career. So uh, I started off in Burlington, Iowa. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get an internship right out of school. Um, I graduated from Monmouth College in 2018, something like that. But uh, yeah, the way it kind of broke down was uh, we'd send one of our top students to do an internship with the Burlington Bees in Iowa. Uh, started out as a general intern, you know, doing 
ticket sales, hotel booking, stuff like that, and uh, need to get more hours to fulfill my credit. So they sent me out with a grounds crew and said, hey, they're here all the time. You can get as many hours you want with them. And I uh, slowly started to fall in love with it. About a month after the, uh, the head groundskeeper there left to work with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, uh, they just said, hey, Joey, you've learned a little bit. Go ahead and uh, go out there and do it. I said, okay, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot. Uh, I like to think I didn't mess things up too much, but that's when uh, Budgie Clark came in met him he took over the reins and uh you know had a really successful first year there he uh he told me he was gonna keep an eye out for jobs for me after uh about three four months of working at target he uh he gave me a call and said hey you still want to work with me you're one of uh, my favorite assistants i've ever had i said of course i, I want to get back in baseball get me out of target is <laughs> and uh he brought me out to salem virginia was an assistant one more year underneath him and uh, just took off, fell absolutely in love with what I do. And he uh, left that first year. I took over the reins and haven't looked back since. Well, sounds like you're, uh, you're uh, loving where you're at, at least. Oh, you know, man, uh, like I said earlier, when you uh, have a baseball field as your office, mm -hmm. how can you compete? I mean, yeah, the hours are long, the work is hard, but it's the best job in the world. I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Right. Uh, and plus, the mountains definitely beat cornfields. So I, mm -hmm. I will tell you that. I'm, I'm loving Virginia. I'm loving life out here. Miss family, of course, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't trade where I'm at at all. Well, who got you into turf? Like, who's your mentor? Or how'd you get into turf? Uh, so, like a lot of the guys said, and you've said previously, you know, it's it's so hard to uh, just name one person. And uh, you know, I gotta thank, you know, Murray Cook for everything he's done for me because he's a local Salem guy. Um, Chad Croft, same thing with a uh, Bulldog Field Equipment. He's he's always over here helping me out, giving me tips and tricks. Uh, Robert Spangler, my irrigation contractor, just wealth of knowledge. Uh, my parents have just supported me throughout the entire process because, you know, as a groundskeeper, you don't make the best money in the world, but we do it because we love it. So uh, they've just really supported me throughout the entire time and throughout any struggles I've had. Uh, you know, if I had to ask for a couple bucks here or there, they're always, always there for me. But if I did have to go with, you know, one name, it, it's definitely got to be Budget Clark. You know, I love that guy like, like a father. And uh, he's really taken me under his wing. And, you know, everything I do and have done and have grown to know is is really because of him. And, uh, you know, some past guys from Salem coming out and just giving me a hand and, you know, texting everybody in the industry, reading as much as you can. You know, you can never stop learning. Yeah, sure. And where is where's he located? Uh, Budgie is... Uh, I want to say he's an hour right now working on the Field of Dreams game. Okay. Yeah, so he, uh, Budgie is definitely a, a free spirit. He likes to bounce around. I don't think he's he's in more than one place for one year. And uh, that's kind of something, you know, I, I, I love about him is he, uh, 
he can pick up anywhere with any type of turf grass, whether it be, you know, taking care of rye, Bermuda, Kentucky bluegrass, uh, tall fescue, you name it. And he's worked with it. And, you know, he doesn't skip a beat when he gets somewhere. Right. Well, obviously he's made a big impact. Um, oh, huge, huge. Um, I, I really owe everything, um, where I'm at today because of him, because he, uh, like I said, he's the one who got me out of target, brought me out here and really helped, uh, you know, kind of get that love of turf grass out of me. And when I first started, uh, with Andrew in Burlington, I wasn't sure if this was the, the career I want to go, you know, as like I said, you get into it thinking, Oh yeah, I'm going to go out most grass, rake some dirt. That's it. But there's so much more I didn't know at first. And, you know, Budgie and Andrew definitely made it a lot more fun than it could be, you know, again, long days away from your family for a lot of time, but, you know, they really made it fun. And I hope that's what I'm doing for the guys I have on me is I just want them to enjoy the experience. Right. Yeah, that's what it's about, you know. Um... Well, give everybody a breakdown of your current position. Like, uh, just kind of sum it up in your, your best words. Yeah, so I am uh, currently the director of field and stadium operations for the Salem Red Sox in uh, Salem, Virginia. And uh, I like to think my job's a little bit different than most because not only am I uh, in charge of grounds, but I also run the facility. So, you know, clubhouses, you know, concourse, all that stuff I have to take care of. Um, I spend most of my winters going over uh, budgeting, going over the concourse, making my list of what needs to be done. Because, you know, when it comes to turf management, you know, it's, it's very repetitive. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, is just on the checklist every year, flipping mound rubbers, repairing bullpens, you know, comeback edges, back filling, top dressing, all that stuff is, you know, on the list. But uh, the, the fun part is, you know, figuring out the budget, figuring out the staffing. Um, when we're in season, I'm in charge of, again, game field, facility, ordering everything for the facility, whether it be toilet paper, paper towel, paper towel dispensers. Um, fixing bathrooms and the city does a really really good job because they do own the field and yeah. facility so they uh they do have a person that comes over and works with me and then i of course have uh two assistants one facility one grounds and then i bring in about six guys for grounds every game okay well, that's, that's not too bad no uh, it's, it's pretty interesting that you're uh other facilities too you know that's doesn't happen often and that that gives you good experience too you know yeah yeah i uh i definitely i, I love it i think it's uh it's a lot on my plate every once in a while sometimes it, it can be pretty overwhelming right. uh especially you know when you're in the middle of trying to figure out if it's about to dump down on you for 15 minutes to an hour or you know, you just had a spill or somebody, you know, unfortunately throw up in the concourse to go clean up. So it's, uh, it definitely keeps me busy and keeps me on my toes. Right. What's, uh, 
What's something new in your position? Well, uh, one of your sponsors, actually, um, is probably the, one of the newer products I've uh, been getting into, and that's uh, Turfmend. And uh, I'm tell, a us, tell, tell us, tell us about that. Oh, I'm I'm a huge fan, huge fan. Um, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeff reached out to me. Um, actually, when I was watching the Bucks beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game, because I am, even though I'm from Chicago, I'm a, I'm a pretty bit big Buccaneers fan because Mike Allstott's from my hometown. But uh, I was watching the game and I get a, a message on Twitter telling me, hey, you know, we're, we're pretty new company starting out. We, uh, I used to be a golf course superintendent, spent a lot of time. I said, you know, you know what you're doing. I'm going I'm to trust your product. I'm going to do a little bit of research on my own to make sure, you know, you're not just feeding me a, a line like uh you know some some guys out there will because they don't know what they're talking about and one of my big things is i like guys who have been in the industry whether it be golf course supers uh former groundskeepers sell me products because they if they're gonna put on their field that they've used i out so you know uh it's i personally use the uh usga sand and uh the hgt ryegrass mix and the, the product is phenomenal because i uh i love using it around my mound my home plate and my position areas uh being in salem virginia kind of the uh more the northern end of the transition zone my summers get hot i mean we're averaging 90 plus for you know three four weeks straight and having kentucky bluegrass it's not like I can just throw some sod down and hope it takes, especially for footing in front of the mound. You know, you got a, a bunt. Last thing you want is a pitcher. There's ACLs. One of my big things as a groundskeeper is always, always, always safety first. Right. So I prefer going out and throwing some sand and seed down, doing some cultural stuff to make sure I'm getting good uh, seed flow contact. So I'll go out with a, uh, a garden weasel after every home stand around my mound around home plate position areas garden weasel it up and then put down that uh turf men because again lower level minor league baseball we're just low a i don't have a huge staff i don't have a lot of time to you know create my own divot mix so having that product at a very reasonable rate um is just definitely a huge time saver and a labor saver because you know as grounds guys our bodies get beat up mm -hmm. and not having to go through and manually mix sand seed uh and one of the things i love the most about the product is they uh it's it's all coated seed and it's mixed with kelp as well so it's going to really help that cell division and stuff and you're going to get a lot quicker growth as well and they do a good job of making sure they have the uh, the correct rates of rye and bluegrass mix. I'm not a huge fan of using too much rye on my field. I kind of feel like it's a cheat code a little bit because the germination time is so short. But I do love to use it because I feel like it does give that uh, that bluegrass seed some protection from you know whether it be animals or traffic as it's trying to germinate. Right. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Uh, he's one of our sponsors, and Turfman is, and, and 
you know, they have a great product. And I'm glad that you're up here to be able to talk about it. You know, uh, he was going to join us. Uh, we had a scheduling issue, but uh, he's going to get on here in the next couple of weeks as well. But with that said, we're going to take a quick break uh, so you can hear a little bit more about Turf Man. This segment is brought to you by Turf Men. Turf Men is a patch repair product developed by a former golf course superintendent designed for professional turf managers and homeowners alike to fill in those bare spots or worn areas of turf. Turf Men helps you save time and money by using high quality professional ingredients so you will never end up with weed seed in your repairs. Turf Men is now available in two different formulations. One, with USGA specs saying peat moss and grass seed or the second formulation which has Omri listed compost, peat moss and grass seed. Turf Mend is proudly source, sourced and blended in the USA. Repair the bear with Turf Mend and go to www.turfmend.com for more information. That's www.turfmend.com Dot com and make sure the reference dirt on turf make sure to reference dirt on turf when you place your order to get 10% off repair the bear with turf men all right and we're back um so the next thing i have for you is if you had a warning label what would it be you know that's that's honestly a really really great question um I think, you know, it would probably be, uh, you know, the, the label they put at the bottom of CDs. Uh, I, I don't uh, swear like a sailor. Yeah. But uh, I, I definitely. Industry, it, it comes up it, sometimes. Yeah, I, I definitely have a colorful vocabulary, and I don't think I have too short of a temper. Uh, unfortunately, I will say uh, Saturday it did, did come out uh, on my my staff and the front office staff for the Salem Red Sox a little bit. Uh, we were trying to get the tarp out. Uh, we had a pop-up storm. I mean, it was sunny everywhere uh, except to the north of us. And it looked like it was staying north. And it just, it came down hard and fast. We got the tarp to about exactly the third base foul line. And it stalled out. And we were only in the second inning. So not only did we burn a pitcher, but we also got the tarpist all out. And uh, then we got about 40 minutes after the rain let up to get the field ready to go again. And, you know, I, I may have blown up a little bit, you know, called for, uncalled for, it doesn't matter. Uh, if people are out there helping you pull apart, you shouldn't talk to them like that because they're helping you, they're doing you a favor. Um, and I, uh, I had to go in the next day and apologize to everybody because I definitely shouldn't have lost my temper like that. But, uh, yeah, it did definitely be probably an explicit content, uh, not only not only uh, colorful language sometimes, but I, I definitely like uh, like to joke around a lot. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, my humor may be a little bit darker than others, but fortunately my the guys I have on staff also have that kind of sense of humor, so it's – it's easy to be myself around my guys and, you know, behind closed doors in the shop. Yeah. 
Every, I, those, those situations have happened to all of us. I mean, we've all had to go in and apologize, man. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I mean, well, so what are some of your current position challenges? Like, kind of things pose a challenge for you in the workplace? Uh, honestly, you know, the biggest one I'd have to say is uh, just trying to divide time between grounds and facilities. Uh, you know, just being grounds alone, excuse me, takes up a lot of time. And then throwing facilities on there as well, because in a normal year, I'd also be in charge of bat boys and scheduling them, uh, trying to make sure locker rooms are straight. That's it's always tough. So just having facilities on top of maintaining a field at, at the highest level possible is uh, definitely a huge stressor. Um, you know, in in my area with the weather is a huge stressor because we uh, we're surrounded by mountains, we're in a valley and it's just so unpredictable. You know, you can have a cell that looks like it's just about to jump on you, for, you know, 45 minutes. You got a little bit of light green in there, but most of it's dark red and you go, I got to pull this tarp. And as you're watching the mountains, it's just breaking up and going right around you. So that's, that's a huge, huge problem that I have to deal with out here. Um, and then, you know, everybody says the same thing, you know, it's, it's hard to find good quality help. Um, a, a lot of people out there are very, very promising, have good young careers. I've had a lot of people from, uh, back home in Illinois texting me, trying to, uh, trying to pick my brain a little bit. So there is definitely there, the talent's out there It's out there. There are a lot of really good young people coming up. But uh, there are so many spots available that it is hard to find help. Um, and I'm in a fortunate situation where I've uh, I find good people pretty quick in the Salem area. Um, when I run my bat boys, I kind of try to find the people I like and have good work ethic, and I start them out as freshmen, sophomore, and then once I get to about their senior year. I promote them to grounds crew and then I have them for about four or five years. So I have a good situation. I like to think I have a good setup going to find these kids, but everybody out there is the same thing, help dealing with weather and, uh, you know, sometimes being stretched too thin, especially after COVID when a lot of people don't have the budget and, you know, got to double up on responsibility. Mm -hmm. Well, what are some of your passions outside your job? Outside of work, um, my biggest thing is my family. Uh, I'm not married yet. Uh, hopefully, uh, and if she hears this, she already knows we've talked about it. We're, we're trying to start planning our wedding now because we're both paying for out of pocket. But uh, plan proposing to my girlfriend this fall after the season. That way, we can actually enjoy it. Um, but uh, my family first and foremost. My dog. I love my dog. I have socks with my dog's face on them uh if you see any pictures of me watering the infield i'm probably wearing my socks with my dog on them um and then i love going out fishing a little bit we got some really good fishing out here uh mm -hmm. i had probably a 10 pound bass on the line uh during my anniversary trip to the lake uh broke the water and as it hit the water broke free my line so that that was a uh, that was a fun trip Got a little upset, but uh, 
know, that that happens to all of us. Oh, yeah. um, and, and then uh, I love when I get some free time, which is not too often, unfortunately, uh, going out and golfing. I love, love playing golf. Not the best in the world whatsoever, but uh, but I love golfing. And I feel like the uh, the golf course supers around here love me because I'm one of those guys who I don't, I keep my cart on the cart path. I uh, I don't chunk up the turf as much. And when I do, I actually, you know, put down my divot mix. So, uh, you know, golf, fishing, my family, and then when I'm in the winter, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Got to take care of the body. That's right. That's for sure. Well, what's the best turf grass advice you've ever been given? Don't overthink it. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Um, that and then uh, Budgie, before he left, I was asking him about tarp and, you know, when he decides to put the tarp out. And his best advice was, when in doubt, put it out. If you aren't sure, you're nervous, you're scared, you don't have a lot of time the next day, put it out. You know, grass is very, very resilient. You can get it back. You know, you get a little tarp tan, that's okay. It doesn't look the best, but, you know, that stuff you can fix with proper management, you know, fungicides, fertilizer, all that fun stuff. But uh, it's a lot harder to dry out an infield than it is to put water on an infield. Mm -hmm. So those are uh, a couple of the best things uh, I've heard is, you know, don't overthink it. It's just a job. Honestly, you can grow grass. It's, it's difficult, but it's not that difficult. Right. Um, you know, you get some disease. It's going to happen to everybody. You know, it's, you, you do your best and that's all you can really ask for. So those are, that's some of the best stuff that I've gotten from, you know, people in the past. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. Um, what do you think about continuing education and like staying informed, use of your apps, and what are your go-to apps? Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of continuing education. Um, a quick story about that is I had uh, during the pandemic, uh, one of my assistants, actually it was my facilities guy, came to me from uh, Washington State. Uh, name's Austin Paredes. He's working down with the uh, the Arkansas Travelers right now as their uh, grounds facility guy uh, assistant. But uh, you know when we're uh, we because we start our season in January with uh, Roanoke College and we go through October. So when he got here in January with me, it takes facility guy, grounds assistant, and myself to you know run practices do everything smoothly and I started teaching him little things how to mow how to edge and he really took to it because it's something he hasn't done before um and once he got laid off unfortunately because of COVID he uh he went back to Washington State told me he was still really interested in grounds and we, we kept talking a little bit and that's when Ohio State came out with the uh the free turf program for you know assistants and interns who are laid off due to COVID took that and uh part of the reason he got the job with travelers because he went through that uh the certificate program um 
another reason I'm, I'm a huge advocate is because I myself have no formal training in curve grass management. None. Uh, everything I've learned, again, has been from Budgie Murray, Chad, uh, Josh Martin with Turfus, uh, Luke Yoder's talked to me a little bit, uh, Patrick Coakley, Irish, if you will, with Duredge, all those guys have uh, just, you know, picking their brains. So I think the, the more you can learn, you, you don't have to go to school for it, but the more you can learn, the better you're going down the road. Uh, I personally want to go back and uh, do the online course myself, either with Georgia, uh, being a guy from the Midwest, Iowa State. If they had an online course, I would love it. So Iowa State, if you have heard this, please get on that. Um, Ohio State, again, terrific curriculum. Um, so I, I'd personally love to go back and get my certificate. I'm trying to get the Red Sox to pay for that at the moment. Um, working that into the contract soon, hopefully. But uh, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for continuing education. Um, I, I try to go to STMA every year uh, since I've been in the, the business. Unfortunately, last year, got canceled. One, it's a fun time. We all have a really good time down there. But, uh, you know, it's, it's very useful going to those sessions. Um, learn about irrigation, um, you know, how stress and uh, fungus and disease resistant some, some strands of uh, Kentucky bluegrass are. Uh, when I went to the Rutgers presentation uh, in 2019, or yeah, 2019. Um, that was that was a huge one, and my goal uh, within the next three four years is to hopefully get my uh, CSFM. So I I am a huge advocate of you know education, um, and you know I think you never stop learning. I think the career keeps growing. The more research comes out, the more equipment comes out, it, it doesn't stop. So if you think you know everything. You're wrong. You don't. Nobody knows everything. And that's why we keep publishing books. Uh, Dr. Goatley, uh, one of the authors in the, uh, the sports manager books, is a, a good friend of mine at Virginia Tech. And he offers a lot of advice to me all the time. So, you know, even he doesn't know everything. Nobody knows everything. You can always learn. You can always grow as a professional. And I, I can't say enough about continuing to grow in the industry and uh, that's why I'm such a huge advocate of uh, STMA and I'm on the board for VSTMA as our professional representative because I do think it is important that you know you put minds together and see where the industry is going and try to give advice to the new guys who don't really know as much as you know the older guys out there myself included I haven't been in the industry too long you might think you know everything and you think you never made a mistake and some of the new guys are like pestering you a little bit but then you look back in your career and you go i did that and that was dumb and if i just had somebody to tell me that that would be great so i feel like that's that's kind of something that stma vstma do and you know we're just trying to help everybody grow and continue 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 to you know research learn and it's just again i can't say enough about just professional growth and continuing your education right 
Well, yeah, I, I feel like you know the SCMA or continuing education is important. I'm a member of the SCMA as well. Um, it's a great organization, uh, especially our local chapter. Um, uh, I thoroughly enjoy, you know, the you know the networking that we get to do and uh, picking each other's brains and just kind of like decompressing, you know, when we have our day together, as well as still trying to learn and retain some new knowledge. Um, that's always a plus. Um, what about a funny turf story? You got a crazy turf story since you're in baseball, something crazy that's happened, game time, something like that. I I do. I do. Um, just to backtrack for one minute before I get to that, um, I think you're totally right about STMA and, and uh, National Convention as well. I, I actually was talking about this to uh, one of my assistants uh, not too long ago, and I go, you know what? It's funny because we all love our job and what we do. But I feel like everybody works for going to national convention because, like you said, um, networking is is fun. It's a blast. Um, and then, like you said, trying to retain as much information. I, I agree with you. It 100% one of the best things you can do as a paragraph manager is going to national convention, going to your local uh chapter whatever whether it be meeting field day whatever but uh funny turf story so uh my, my first year in 2018-2019 uh taking over being the head guy uh i want to say it's it's bottom eight one two outs i had my guys just get the post game cart ready just got done talking to them about uh about post game projects what we need to get done who got what uh and i hear on the radio that there's a skunk over in the bullpen and i go <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta be kidding me <laughs> skunk crawls out of the bullpen into uh we have a, a kind of like a landscaped area over down the uh left field sideline i guess it's wandering around over there i'm like okay please like let's let's get going i mean we're we're getting spanked it's like eight to two and, uh, you know, our team's just not hitting well. I think we had, like, four hits, two runs. They had, like, seven hits, eight runs. Okay, let's just, you know, you want to win at home, but let's just get this over. And uh, bottom eight, two outs. I'm sitting out there watching, getting ready for postgame, and skunk runs on. And I go, oh, God. Oh, please, God, no. And the umpires don't see immediately. And I'm trying to flag them down and be like, hey, like, we got to get this skunk off the field. Like, players are running around. It gets to about center field before the umpires finally wave for me and tell me I can go out there and get this skunk. And, of course, I don't want to get sprayed. I still have, you know, two hours worth of work postgame. I'm not going to smell like skunk the rest of the night. That's horrible. And, uh. So I'm just kind of trying to jockey this skunk off the field. And uh, there are plenty of videos out there. Uh, Melanie Newman, who's now with the, with the Orioles, a uh, good, good friend of mine, gave me a good play-by-play on MILB. <laughs> and uh, I'm just jockeying the skunk from shallow center where you put your shag screen over to right field where we have our uh, – our gate down in the right field corner 
it gets over by the visiting bullpen and all those guys jump away. And uh, it did try to spray me. Fortunately, um, again, being from Illinois, see skunks a lot, get to work, skunk squirrels, all that animals. And I'm like, okay, as long as I keep a, a solid 10, 15 foot distance and uh, don't overreach and try to startle it too much, I should be okay. Unfortunately, he got into a corner, tried to spray me. I was smart enough to stay out of the way. We ended up jockeying him off the field, and uh, he was dubbed the rally skunk because we ended up coming back. We lost 8-7, but we uh, we put up five runs in the bottom of the eighth there. And uh, it was that was probably one of my uh, my craziest turf moments. That's that funny. Let's take us a break and hear from our sponsor. This segment is brought to you by MVP Genetics. Mountain View Performance Genetics is an exciting new division of Mountain View Seeds that will focus on vegetative warm season cultivars. They are breaking barriers between grass seed and sod research, development, and direct licensing to sod producers on warm season cultivars for sports turf, golf, and landscape applications. Look for their current innovations like their newest elite Bermuda grass, Iron Cutter, as well as coming attractions like their golf and landscape zoysia, tentatively set for release in 2022. Contact them today to learn more. Contact Adam at 971-718-4525. But, yeah, I think everybody that listens to this is going to go look it up. Uh, I hope they do. It's uh, that's my one claim to fame right now. <laughs> that's funny. Um, as we start to wrap some of these up, what's your proudest accomplishment, personal or professional? Um, proudest accomplishment. Uh, I got to uh, graduate from college was uh, a huge thing for me. I uh, I played football and baseball at Monmouth College in Illinois, a small little D three school. But uh, it took me five years because I ended up having labrum surgery while I was playing baseball. Uh, so recovering from that, being able to be a dual sport athlete and graduating with two degrees was uh, a huge accomplishment for me. And I was the first in my family, I believe, to get my uh, my bachelor's degree, my undergrad, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then my second is uh, last year I, uh, I had the idea um, – and I like to think I'm the first. I could be wrong, but uh, as soon as the baseball season got canceled for uh, for COVID, a lot of those high school college players lost their seasons, and uh, they were seniors. You know, a lot of those kids weren't going to play in college, or you know, or graduating college weren't going to play again. And I know that feeling, and not being able to have that closure is something that sucks. So I went to my GM, uh, I want to say two, three weeks after pandemic started. Hey, I want to get two senior games going, one for college, one for uh, the local high schools. And unfortunately, the college one couldn't happen because it was too spread out. The pandemic was just kind of crazy. So we couldn't get those kids in, which uh, upset me a little bit because a lot of the kids, again, Roanoke College plays at our stadium and they're really good friends of mine. Uh, 
great team, great kids, great coaches. And I wish they would have gotten some closure on their season. But then uh, I want to say mid-July, I think it was around this time last year, we ended up having a, uh, a high school senior game. Uh, it was a doubleheader, two non-inning games where we had the entire Valley and then some come out. So I want to say it's about 120 kids. Uh, we had probably 2,000 people in the stands because of COVID limitations, of course. But uh, one, we were able to make some money off of it, which was desperately needed to keep some people employed. Um, two, these kids got to have one last time on a great field. Um, if I say my work is great, uh, I might be a little conceited, but I like to think I do a good job. Um, so getting those kids one last time, getting the parents and grandparents to see one last time if they weren't going to college was uh, probably my proudest moment. And uh, fortunately, we're continuing that again this year. That way, you know, all these kids get to play with their friends one time. And, you know, again, we, we make a little bit of money, which is nice. Uh, keeps some people employed. Hopefully, you know, I get a pay raise here or there. But uh, that is something I will pat myself on the back for and is probably my proudest moment as a groundskeeper. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. I, I, was ne I never thought about that. You're the first person I've heard doing anything like that, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I love it. We actually ended up winning a promo of the month for July and uh, minor league baseball for it. And I know uh, I, I want to say Lynchburg did it too. So, uh, so Joe, who is now, uh, he's somewhere in Florida working for the, uh, the Pirates spring training complex. Uh, they did it in Lynchburg last year. Um, a couple other teams did it. And, you know, it's just a great way to give back to the community because that's what it's all about. You know, we, we work our butts off and we get upset when people are out in the field, but, you know, when you can see a kid smile like that, a family share a special moment like that, that's, that's what's really, really all about. Yeah, that's definitely. Um, what's your favorite quote or phrase? My favorite quote or phrase? Um, one, slightly jokingly, is uh, If You're Not First, You're Last by Ricky Bobby. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love that one. Um, for anybody who knows me, I'm a super competitive person. Uh, playing college football and baseball, uh, playing high school football, baseball, wrestling, um, kind of instilled that in me. And uh, I, I love competition. That's why I, I love the field of the year stuff. Love it. Um, I think it, it brings out the best in all of us in the turf grass community because, you know, I, I had some offers to go work for golf courses and I turned them down because I, I don't know if golf courses have course of the year or whatever, but uh, I love that STM and baseball have field of the year and it, it gives me something to kind of strive for. It's kind of that carrot at the end of the stick. Mm -hmm. So uh that's that's one big one and then uh just again like i said earlier just to not overthink it is something i i love and i always keep in the back of my head because again it's just work at the end of the day you can grow grass back it's gonna thin out your disease don't overthink it don't stress about it you know there are a lot more things important in life like your family your friends 
uh, stuff you can't get back. So, you know, you can always grow grass back. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite meal? My favorite meal is mac and cheese, without a doubt. Um, I'm a huge proponent. Every single game that we have, I get a mac and cheese hot dog from our concession stand. That is what I eat every single night we are at home. Uh, you got it down, then. Always. Always. If you wake up tomorrow and you won the lottery, what's the first thing you do? And what's your first non-essential purchase? First thing I do is I uh, I probably hop on the mower and go start mowing for the game tomorrow. Uh, in all honesty, I wouldn't quit my job to save my life. Uh, I love what I do. I can't thank, again, the people who I've mentioned before enough for getting me into this career in life. I, I wouldn't quit if I won the lottery. Um, first non-essential purchase, I, I would say car, but I'm driving a 2005 country, so uh, that, that would be fairly essential, but first non-essential purchase, probably going to be uh, a couple hobby boxes of baseball. I'm a huge baseball card collector. Oh, sweet. That's pretty cool. Um, lastly, what are some words of wisdom that you'd like to share for young and upcoming pro professionals? Don't be afraid to mess up. It's going to happen. We've all been there. We've all done it. We've all done something stupid that we look back and we go, wow, why would I have done that? But don't be afraid to mess up. Um, don't overthink it. Again, it's just grass. You can grow back. Uh, we got plenty of time for a growing season, whether it be Bermuda, Kentucky bluegrass. I mean, I have a pretty big window in the fall and spring. Um, I feel like uh, Bermuda just never stops growing, ever. You can do whatever you want to it. It's going to keep growing. So, you know, don't be afraid to mess up. Don't overthink it. It's just grass. It, it's going to happen and learn from your mistakes. Don't don't take it too seriously. You know, like I was saying earlier about the whole tarp incident, you know, I, I shouldn't have lost my cool the way I did. And I apologize to those people for it. And uh, it's just a job. There's more important stuff in life. Mm -hmm. It sure is. Um, well, it's, a, it's been a pleasure to have you on here. Um, I hate that Jeff couldn't join us, but I'm going to get him on some other time as well. Um, I know that uh, uh, he, he's, you know, be a great person to have on here. Oh, yeah, he's great, fantastic guy. I can't speak highly enough about Jeff. He calls me all the time just to make sure I'm doing okay. Um, and I've never actually met him in person. So, you know, great guy, has a lot of wisdom. I mean, created a fantastic product. For those of you who haven't checked out Turfman, I highly recommend it, especially at, you know, minor league parks and uh, rec levels who, you know, you can't really afford to have a, have a sod farm or, you know, can't afford to spend money on a sod farm or buying sod, whatever. You know, it's a, a fantastic product because the germination rates are, are pretty quick and I like to use it a lot and I, I personally vouch for it. Um, and it's it's honestly been an honor being on talking with you and I really appreciate you reaching out to me. And so I, I like to think I do a good job. And when I got people like, like you uh, reaching out to me and some of the other 
guys out there who have reached out to me. I can't thank you guys enough for just giving me a platform and kind of reassurance that I'm doing a good job. So thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. and It's been a pleasure to have everybody on here so far. So got a bunch of guests lined up this week. I'm doing a lot of recording this week. Um, good. Hey, I, I love the podcast. Keep them coming out because I listen to them almost, almost every day when I'm out. Yeah, so the, the, this one will come out tomorrow, actually, so. Awesome. Well, I look for, well, I'm not hearing my voice, honestly. But yeah. uh, I, I look forward to listening to it and, you know, listening to more in the future. Uh, you know, all those those guys that you've had on here have been just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the one person that I, I loved and I needed to listen to the podcast, uh, Stephen Watson with uh, Down East Wood Ducks. You know, the guy just does fantastic things down uh, i actually stole a couple of his tips and tricks uh when he uh he tills up his edges i don't do it as aggressively with the bluegrass but i uh, i i brought out my rototiller this year and had been uh doing a light tilling of my turf edges to uh kind of break up some of that built-up material and washing those out and raking those out and it's honestly worked fantastic mm-hmm. I-, I love it it's uh so thanks to him shout out to him for that and you know i just look forward to hearing who else you get on here and learning honestly yeah <clears throat> yeah it's gonna it's gonna be i'm gonna probably starting in this fall i'm gonna dial it down to probably every other week instead of every week it was really hard to keep up with by myself i will say that um i'm sure but, man. Uh, but uh it's well, it's still fun and i'm just going uh Try and you know keep it going because everybody seems to be very, you know, very, very encouraging to, for me to continue to do it. So I'm gonna yeah, it definitely, definitely should. I, like I said, I love it. I think the information is fantastic. I feel like it, this is just another extension of you know, a continuing education and you know really, you know, for anybody out there, I, I highly recommend listening to this podcast and learning a thing or two, whether it be how to, you know, manage life outside of turf grass, how to manage life outside, tips, tricks. Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic thing to listen to and learn from. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot. And uh, I appreciate you being on, man. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, man. It's been good. Uh, enjoy your evening. Thank you. You too, man. Yeah. Well, that's it for today's episode. Again, I'm your host, Chris Toppings, with the Dirt on Turf podcast. And before we leave you, let me remind you about netting professionals. It doesn't matter what kind of netting you need, whether it's for a batting cage, a dugout, driving range, backstops, check out netting professionals. Go to their website, www.nettingpros.com, or follow them on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. You don't want to miss out with these people. Give them a call. Let them give you a price. They'll take care of you. Until next week, I'm Chris Toppings. We'll see you then.